0: So today we're going to be talking about giving God our all. Now think about it this way. In everything that we do, whether it's doing construction work, whether it's watching the baby, uh, doing laundry, paying the bills, working, uh, sitting down, watching TV, we do things with all of our heart. But we're going to learn how to do everything with all our hearts for God. Because it does make sense how the Bible puts it in giving our hearts to God. Have you ever been working on something? And, and I think we can relate to this. We're, we're working on something that... Uh, maybe we're building something in the home. And so we pull out our tape measure. And we're trying to... And it doesn't go out. And then you're trying to... And it gets stuck. And then you're trying to clip it on the end. And you got it. And then you're measuring. And then it breaks, falls apart. So now you're frustrated. You're becoming angry. And then your sweet, lovely wife comes along and wants to help. And that's a good thing, right guys? (laughs) You guys are looking at me like, no, just, no, no. But they do, they want to help, and so they try and help, and then as they're holding it, you're saying, no, you got to pull it, no, put it at the end, no, the the end end. Okay, this end, no, over, go quarter inch over, like here, yeah. Okay, pull it, okay, no, just, you know what, no need. I get them. No, but I want to help. No, 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 I'm good. Okay, but I, j- I made lunch, so you want to come in? I'm, okay, I'll come in a little bit. I just got to finish this. Okay, but the, the lunch is going to get cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fine. Then they'll go back in the house. Two, three minutes later, they'll come back. Your food is getting cold. I know, I know, I know. I try to, I try to do this. Hang on. I try to. 57 half, 57 half. So are you going to pick up the boys at two? Two, 57 half, 57 half. Hang on, hang on. Two, wait, what, two o'clock? Okay, two o'clock, pick them up. 57 half, 57 half, 57 half. Okay, 57 half. Okay, what what do you need? You pick up the boys at two. So now by this time you're frustrated. You go in the house, your food is cold, you grumble, you guys get into a fight. Typical day. It's called married. It it happens. Or you're sitting down watching TV because you come home from work and you're tired. So, of course, you head toward the lovely couch. And so you sit down, you plop down, you turn on the TV. Oh, this is good. Turn on the TV and you're watching TV and you have all the toys, so you take down the toys. Now you're watching TV, now the baby cries. So you gotta get up. The baby's crying. So you have to get the baby. And and moms go through this all the time. If you're like a stay-at-home mom, which is a really weird term because you do so much at home, but the baby's crying, so you gotta pick up the baby. Oh, Nine nine, because if the baby's crying for like six hours, it's just frustrating. But even two minutes, and trying to shh shh. Sh- okay, nine nine. Play the toy, play the toy. Okay, shh shh sh- shh. Sh. Now the baby is sleeping. It's the best part of the day, right, moms? Okay, shh 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 shh. Nine nine, nine nine. Shh 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 shh. Shh 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 shh. Nine, 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 baby. Nine, 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 baby. Nine, 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 baby. Nine, <laughs> mm, Okay. Because if that baby cries after it, your day is done. <laughs> then, of course, somebody comes in, slams the door. What are you doing? That's just with the baby. And, of course, it's not this clean. You have, you have the toys that are out like this, and it's like scattered. So, And this is not empty. This is filled with clothes. So that's filled. And then you got to do the bills. You sit down. Okay, time to myself. Pay the bills. Got to write these bills. Okay, that's paid run out of money. We wish we had this much money. And then sometimes we're... Facebook. L-O-L. So that's like our time. That's our time. Our time is given to so many things. And God is saying this. It's okay to do things because what we want to learn is how do we give God our all In everything that we do. How do we do that? Sometimes we think, okay, giving God my all means I have to do everything religious. I have to do everything uh, that has to do with the Bible. Or everything that has to do with scripture. Or I have to come to church all the time. I have to be at church all the time. But there is a way that God called us to live. That even though we fall short of His glory, He sees a bigger picture for our lives. That He's transforming our lives from glory to glory. In other words, in everything we do, He says, you can glorify Me. Did you know that you and I can even watch TV wholeheartedly as unto the Lord? We can do things wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. We can, we can build things wholeheartedly as unto God. We can watch our children wholeheartedly as unto God. But before we stop there and say, okay, then I just can cruise all day. There's a, there's a, there's a reason why God says to give Him our all. We're going to be in the book of Deuteronomy and you have your notes in your bulletin you can take that out. But Deuteronomy chapter 6 it's giving us a foundation on which to build from. It's helping us to understand what it means to give God our all. Because life is frustrating. There's frustrating moments, little things that we do, whether it is paying the bills, whether it is running out of money, finances. Even doing the things we enjoy can be frustrating. Life is a mess. Here's how the book of Deuteronomy puts it. Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 6. It says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And let's read this together. Ready? Go. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. That's what the Bible says. See, the first step in giving God my all begins with the heart. That's what the Bible is saying. It starts with our heart. And there's a reason for that. Because I can give God all my time. We can give God all of our time. But even time has a limit. I can give God... I can give Him all of my finances. But our finances are limited also. I can give Him all of my possessions. I can give Him everything that I own. But that too has a limit. Here's why he says to give me and love me with all your heart. Because the heart, as wide as it can go, the heart is able to bring depth. That's why he says to love me with all of your heart. The heart, when it runs dry, can be renewed. That's, that's what God renews. When our hearts run dry, runs dry, he says that's what can be renewed. You give me your heart, you love me with all of your heart. That's what I need. When you give me your all, your heart must be included in it. That's why it's so important for us to give God our all. Heart has depth to everything I do for God. It adds depth in everything that I do for God. See, when I'm giving God my all, everything I do, in everything I do, when He speaks, I'll quickly hear Him. If I truly am giving God my all, I'll quickly hear Him when He speaks. you want to learn how to give God your all, here's something that we can write in, and you can write this in number one. My heart makes a difference in everything I do. It really does. When your heart is involved in something, you don't pay attention to anything else. Our, our heart makes the difference in everything that we do. It's the heart. Have you ever seen children watch TV? Have you ever seen your husband watch TV? Something that they enjoy? Husbands, have you seen your wives watch TV? Something that they enjoy? This is what it looks like. That's what it looks like. You're so ingrained in it. My two grandchildren, they love watching cars. You know that Disney movie, Cars? And so my my grandson, Jaden, he's two years old. He's going to be three. He loves cars. He'll say, Papa, cars. Let's watch cars. And so we'll put on cars. And that car... Lightning McQueen? He doesn't say Lightning McQueen. He says, like, Little McQueen. I said, what? He goes, Little McQueen. Uh, what is he saying? I said, Heidi, what is he saying? And then he says it again, Little McQueen. I said, what is he saying? She says, he's saying, Heidi, my queen. I'm like, oh. She said, I taught him to say that. No, no. <laughs> but he's trying to say Lightning McQueen. But he's just at that age. But he loves watching it. And then you put on... Yeah. Lion King, Lion King. If you didn't watch Lion King, that's what... Ha- but that comes on, you're just... And they stay there. They're, they're, they're so zoned in because their heart is included in it. They love watching these things. And I thought, when we're zoned into God, when we love God with all of our heart, then we're attentive to Him. When He speaks, we hear Him clearly. Everything else can be going on around us. Because you talk to a, a teenager who's, who's on, their, on their phone or texting, and you talk to them, they're not listening. The, the, Sheldon, 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 yeah. Sheldon, yeah. Are you, You're not paying attention. Or if you're playing a a video game or, or you're doing something that you really love, you're really not paying attention to the things that are happening around you. It's like when you're in love with someone, it's like nothing else matters. And God is saying, that's what I want. I want your heart. If I can get your heart, then from there we can move on. Because when you love God with all of your heart, it makes the difference. The heart makes all the difference. Colossians 3, 23. It says, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Heartily as unto the Lord. Did you know that you and I can do things for the Lord with all of our heart? And he asks us to do that because there's a reason. Some time ago, I was uh, in the back and we have our worship team that, you know, they serve from, they come here 530 in the morning. And they stay till about 12 o'clock in the afternoon because we have three services. So they're here from morning to afternoon and many people who serve behind the scenes. And so they got to take a break every once in a while. Well, I was back there and, and I see this uh, husband and wife and, and they're on their iPad and I'm, I'm watching them and, and they're cuddled up. And, and I'm thinking, look how cute they're reading their devotions together. So spiritual, yeah, I mean, look at them. They're so they're reading the Bible together. That's that's so honoring to God. I peek over. They're playing Wheel of Fortune on their iPad. <laughs> and they're moving things around. And yay! I thought they were like joyful because of that. But I thought, wait a minute, if we're doing things wholeheartedly as unto God, that's as spiritual as we're going to get. You can play games on your iPad. With your spouse wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. You can watch TV wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. You can do a favorite sport wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. You can build things wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. You can watch children wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. In everything we do, the Bible says, whatever you do, which covers everything, do it wholeheartedly as unto the Lord, not to men, not for self, but to the Lord. And here's why. When we're doing everything wholeheartedly to the Lord, if it's taking up too much time, the Lord will speak it. And we'll be able to hear Him just like that. If we're doing it for self, just because me time, me time, what do I get to do? I want to do this. This is what I do. This is how I get my downtime. This is what I want. Too much I in it, not enough of God. Then if God were to speak because life is out of balance, we won't hear Him. And then we say, how come everything is all chaotic? God, how come I don't hear you? He's speaking... But we're not doing everything wholeheartedly as unto Him. In everything we do, do it wholeheartedly as unto Him. When you drive, when you're at work, do everything wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. Not to men. Customer service, do it for the Lord, not for the people. The Lord first, the people will be blessed. There'll be a difference about you. Your countenance will be different. Will be different. Your, your joy, your attitude, everything will be different. Because you're not doing it for man, you're doing it for God. You don't have to tell them that. How come you're so joyful doing it for God? Why well, you do things with such excellent doing it for God? Doing it for God. Now, some people you can say that and they're fine, but there's some people that if you say that to them, they'll be like, okay, not coming back to this person. Or they might think something's wrong. But we're going to find out how we can do this in such a way that it's glorifying to God. But what's important about giving God my all? Here's the second thing because my life is a witness. My life is a witness. Whether you like it or not, your life is a witness. It's our choice if we're going to be a witness for God or for other things. It's really up to us. Are we going to be a witness for God or are we going to be a witness for the world? Are we going to be a witness for God, represent Him, or am I going to be a witness for myself and represent myself? and what I want, and the things I want to do. God is saying, your your life is a witness. You choose what you're going to be a witness for. In the book of Acts, Acts 1, 8, this is what the Lord says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. Everywhere. Because our witness, we are the witness Wherever we go, we're being a witness for God. So it's our choice if we're going to do things wholeheartedly as unto God or for ourselves. He was speaking to the disciples that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. And they could testify. They could be witnesses because they personally knew Jesus Christ. They had a a personal relationship with Him. They saw His miracles. They saw Him do uh, uh, the, the wonderful things of God. They, and they could see that he died on the cross. And then they saw him after his resurrection. So they had enough in them to be witnesses because they saw what took place. There would be no mistake that their, their witness was true. So they could be a witness. Sometimes we don't know everything about the Bible. In fact, I don't think we'll ever know everything about the Bible. And sometimes people will talk to you about God, or they'll ask you the tough questions. They'll ask you, if there's evil in the world, and why, why? If God existed and God loves, why is there evil in the world? If God did love, then why did He take so-and-so away from me? If God did this, did that, then why is this happening? And so they, they put away God, and then they say, so the Bible says this, so what do you have to say to it? You don't have to quote scripture, because that can be, it can be rebuttaled against Uh, We can quote scripture wrong. So the Lord doesn't say you have to quote scripture. He's saying, "No, no, you be a witness. And here's what we say. I don't know everything about the Bible. I cannot answer those questions. I don't know why, but I can tell you what Jesus did for me. I can tell you what God did for me. My life was like this. I met Christ. He changed me. And now this is how my life is. That's what it means to be a witness. You saw something that God did in your life and you're just letting people know. That's what it means to be a witness. It's also a word that they use that it's a word martyr. That the disciples and even today you have modern day martyrs that they die because they believe in Jesus Christ. See, they can die for the cause of Christ, the disciples, because they saw everything that Jesus did and they understood that it was true. So they could be a martyr, they could be a witness to everyone else, wherever they went, because they had that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. They understood what it meant to have a life that was changed. You and I, many of us, our lives were changed because of what Jesus has done. Don't forget you're a witness. Don't forget what Christ has done for you. It's important. Let's never forget that. The power that He gives to us, it's from the Holy Spirit. It's it's an innate power. It's from within. It's inherent. It's natural because of the Spirit living inside of us. So some of us will think, but I don't know how to live this life. I don't know how to give God my all. It'll be very difficult for you and I to live the Christian life without the power of the Holy Spirit. It'll be very difficult. It's almost impossible to do that. But with God, all things are possible. That's why He gives us the Holy Spirit. It empowers us to do the things we cannot do. We can do some on our own, but we'll we'll come to a dead end. We'll crash and burn. But he says, I've given you power. It's a natural power that will come out from within. We'll be that example for Christ. You've witnessed something that God did in your life. Some of you maybe you're trying to find God and you're you're trying to look for what 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 does God want me to do or or how can I live my life better for Him? It starts with the heart. It's giving God your all. But He empowers us. He gives us His Holy Spirit. God wants us to be a witness for Him. Not necessarily telling people about Him, which is okay. We still need to do that. But He wants us to live for Him. But I don't know how. I don't know know what to say. Here's how Matthew puts it. Matthew 5, 16, and Jesus says this. He says, let your light shine before men in such a way, you want to underline that or highlight it, in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. See, when God changes your life, there is no motive but conviction of the truth that causes us to live a life for Him. There's just just a deep conviction in our hearts that says, I want to live for Him. I want to do things better for Him. Because He's done something in my life, there's a heart change there. And there's something that is is powerful that comes out of my life because I'm a witness. And if we are witnesses, then, number three, you can write this, let nothing hold you down. Nothing at all. Don't let anything hold you down. Life is full of learning points. Don't let anything hold you down. Life is full of learning points. We're going to learn. We're going to get into arguments with one another. We're going to disagree with people. We're going to be let down. We're going to sin. We're going to say things and then regret it. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to do things that are displeasing to God. But in everything we do, do it heartily as unto God rather than for man. Even when you make mistakes. Because even if we, when we're giving God our whole heart and we make a mistake... And now God can help us and pick us back up because He gives us the strength to do so. Otherwise, when we make a mistake, we stay down. You know what you and I do when we make mistakes and we fall? This is what we do. We fall on the ground and then we just fall and we say, I can't get back up because I sinned. No sense I get back up. I do this all the time. Every time. I go in circles. We always grumble. We always fight. Every time we go out on date night, we fight. Every time I get paid, no more money. Every time I try this, you say that. And we stay down because we made a mistake. We fight. We grumble. We complain. We sin. I'm so horrible. And so then we stay here on the ground because we don't know how to get back up. Then after a while, well, the ground becomes comfortable. This is, pretty, I, this is pretty comfortable. Of course, I have to take a shower after this, but this is very comfortable. I can fall asleep right now. You grab me Elmo. I'm going nine. night But you could. You get very comfortable. And here's, here's what's, what's so uh, real about this when we lie down. Is people will walk past us and step on us. People will walk past us and judge us. People may even throw things at us because they don't even know we're there. You get slapped in the face once in a while because if you're lying like this in real life, then people will kick you. But we get so comfortable. And then from here we say, Well, I can't get any worse, so I might as well stay here. And so we do. Imagine if I if I lived life like this, in I mean, real. That this is how we walked around or crawled around and then you came to church and this is how the pastor spoke (laughs) that would be kind of weird but we get so comfortable like this let's take a five minute break I'm going (laughs) to pray right now but that's what we do and you know what happens We, we crawl through life because it's comfortable down here we get settled down there Yes, I have a head rush right now. My head hurts. (laughs) I know this Japanese phrase, Atamaga Itai, right now. See? So here's what I'm thinking. The Bible puts it this way. I love this because it brings understanding. Proverbs 24, verse 16. I love this. For the righteous man falls. The righteous man now. It's not saying the sinner. It's saying the righteous man falls. Seven times And rises again. But the wicked stumble in time of calamity. Now here it is. When I'm giving God my all, and I stumble and I fall, I'm able to rise again because He gives me strength. Because I'm giving Him my all. But when I sporadically give God leftovers, or sometimes nothing at all, when disaster strikes, when tragedy enters my life, I stumble and I adapt to staying down because I don't know how to rise up again. But it gives us the strength. When I'm able to glorify God in everything I do, daily life becomes more purposeful, meaningful, productive. No longer for temporal activity, but now for an eternal God. And our perspective changes. And even though we all fall short of the glory of God, that's not my reason or excuse to not give God my all. Because sometimes we say, we say that, well, you know, I, 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 this is who I am. This is, this is how I am. I'm not going to change. I, I, I'm a sinner, and so might as well just keep living like this. I sin, so might as well keep going. No, no, no. Watch how God puts it in Romans three twenty two through 24. It says that we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes. Now I want us to pause there. Everyone who believes. Everyone. Everyone is included in the kingdom of God. There's no one higher or lower or better or worse. We're, we're all sinners. But He includes us all as broken people. As much times as we fall, as much times as we may sin, He says, I want you to get back up. Do everything wholeheartedly as unto me. Because I'm going to be the reason why you live now. Not for self, but for me. And in doing so, after a while, the things that used to trip us up, we walk over now. Because He empowers us. Now we've learned something. Okay, I'm not going to do that again. Or, that's the road that leads me down this path to destruction. That's what it means to give God our all. In everything we do, how we think, the, uh, how we drive, how we, how we help people. Everything we do, we do it wholeheartedly as unto God. Then he continues. He says, no matter who we are. Sometimes we think, well, i got to change. I need to change so that God can accept me. I need to change so that I can go to church. I need to change. I need to be different so that they will accept me. I need to become different, become like a Christian, become like so-and-so, or become religious, then God will accept me. If I stop smoking, then I can go to church. If I stop drinking, then I'll go to church. If I stop sinning, then I'll go to church. God says, you're missing the point. I took care of all of that for you so that you can be in my presence. Everyone included. All. Everyone. No matter who we are. And then He says this, For everyone has sinned. And I don't say that to gloat. I say that to bring a clear picture of God's love for every single person. No one better than the other. But Christ above all. For all have sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. And here's the good news. Yet, God with an undeserved kindness declares that we are righteous. Now, wait a minute. We just read about righteous, and what does it say? The righteous man falls seven times and rises again. So how, do, how are we righteous? God declares us righteous. He's the one that makes us righteous. It's not by our own working or our own, our own merit. We don't, we don't do this ourselves. We cannot be righteous without Jesus Christ. We need Him to be righteous. We need Him in order to get back up again because the righteous fall seven times, and we're not righteous unless we have Christ. He's the one that is able to bring us back up. We fall seven times, but we rise again because we're righteous. Why? Because God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. Here's how he does this. This is why it's so important to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. How's that for a God? He's... He's that loving and kind to us. Here's, here's my prayer today. is that we all understand in giving God our all doesn't mean we don't sin. In giving God our all doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean we're, we're not going to become angry. It doesn't mean we're not going to be frustrated. Life is full of frustrations. Life is cluttered with learning points. All God asks for is our heart. Because when the heart is given to God, everything else follows. He died so that He could have our hearts. He declares us righteous only through Jesus Christ. That's our magnificent God. Amen. You can close your Bibles, put away your notes. Gonna pray for us and as we conclude, that, that's that's our heart today. And we wanna give God our all. Would you bow your heads with me? Let's pray. Lord, I know there's many of us that we're we're learning what it means to to see you as our God, as our Lord and Savior, and, and we're learning that life is made up of of many learning points that we'll make mistakes. We're also learning that, that you came and, and you've given us your one and only Son. And it's through Jesus Christ that we are made righteous in your sight. So I know there's many here this morning that they've never declared you as Lord and Savior. They, they've never given you their all. Because they've never given you their life. There's many of us this morning, Lord, we've been walking with you. We're believers. We trust in you. But we haven't been giving you our all because we think giving you our all means doing something religious or, or reading the Bible all day. Although great, there's more to life that you've given to us than doing the things that we see as religious. So Lord, in everything that we do for all of us, we want to do it for you wholeheartedly. We want to give you our all. In fact, can we all pray this prayer this morning? I'm going to say it, but you just include your heart in everything. Even as we pray, pray wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. And here's the prayer. You can repeat after me. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Please wash me clean. And make me brand new. I want to be the person that you created me to be. I believe you died on the cross and you rose again to give me eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray. With every head bowed and eyes closed, if you just said that prayer for the first time and you gave Jesus your heart, I want to pray with you. Could you just lift a hand real quick? And you're saying, I said yes to Jesus this morning. I gave Him my heart and I prayed that for the very first time. Good. God sees your hand. God bless you. Back there. Right here. God bless you. Right here. God bless you. Back there. God sees your hand. Good. God sees your hand back there. God bless you. Back here. God bless you. You're saying yes to Jesus. Good. Back there. God sees your hand. Okay. Right here. God sees your hand. You can put your hands down. Lord, I pray for those that just said yes to you, that they will remember this day because it's a, it's a life-changing moment. It is the best decision that they will ever make in their entire life. And so I pray that they will begin their walk with you. They'll learn more and more about you and build their relationship with you. I pray for all of us, Lord, as we head out today, that in everything we do, We will do it wholeheartedly as unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said, Amen. Amen.